Good morning. How is everybody this wonderful January 2022? Would you stand with us, please, as we worship the Lord this morning in song? We're so glad to have you here with us today as we praise Jesus.
good. Amen.
our voices today because God is calling us to himself today. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the Drink from the well. Jesus. 
for that truth. You guys can have a seat. Happy New Year, Crossroads. Happy New Year. Come on. Happy New Year. There you go. Happy New Year to those joining us online. It is great to gather with you, to celebrate, to thank God for here. here's another day, right? And so we're glad that we're here. We're glad that we can say that the truth is Christ. The truth is we're worshiping Jesus. We're going to make the most of his name. We're going to celebrate him. So we're glad you're here with us as we begin 2022. So, hey, listen, I want to, I want to share with you uh, that we have been, um, we've been really thrilled truly about what has happened with the birthday gift of Jesus. And so can I share with you uh, what has come in with the birthday gift of Jesus? Check it this out. 100,590. Isn't that awesome? And just like Pastor Ken has been sharing, to hear, you know, of all this is absolutely wonderful and to think about the lives. You know, for all that comes in, everything goes out. 100% comes in, 100% goes out. And so uh, just to think about the lives that are going to be changed by this is incredible. So think about the orphans, think about the missionaries, think about the organizations that are going to be able to take the gospel from everywhere from here locally to, to internationally. And that's awesome. So you can continue to give to the birthday gift to Jesus and continue to just watch what God's going to do with what comes in. And so, guys, thank you for being faithful. And isn't this cool we get to do something like this as a church? Isn't that cool? I think it's really cool. Yep. Um, I also want to I want to share with you that uh, just, you know, coming up here in January, you know, we so we've been talking about the 21 days of prayer. And one of the things that you can do um, is you can so a couple different things. One, we're going to be taking 21 days and saying, okay, God, we're going to give you 21 days. We're going to make prayer. Uh, we're going to make being devoted to the Lord and his word a, a, a habit, right? Make it a part of who we are and what we do every single day. And so we will be talking more about resources coming, but you can do, you can go to our website and you can text CR 21 days to the number 94,000. It's right on the front page of our website and you can receive daily encouragement, uh, scripture and encouragement throughout this time. And uh, so this is a great resource just to get a little text just reminding you of scripture, reminding you of um, how you can just keep 
keep making God a part of every single day. And so that's on the front page of our website, more information on that. But we're looking forward to starting this um, next next Sunday. So uh, lo- looking, looking to see what God's going to do in 2022 and uh, looking to see him just really move our church in a, in, in a positive, powerful direction. So the other thing I want to share is on the 25th of January this month, uh, we will be having our Refuel One Day Conference. Uh, so we'll be having speakers um, like Jonathan Falwell, uh, pastor of uh, Thomas Road Baptist Church, uh, Charles Billingsley leading worship with our uh, worship team here at Crossroads. And it's a one-day event, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's a free event. We're just asking that you register because of resources, and we're also buying you lunch. Uh, but this is a great time to just really focus on the gospel focusing on the discipleship and how somebody grows and how we can do that as a church. Uh, so this is open to churches and we're seeing people sign up and, and, and attend or uh, saying they're going to come to this event. But if you have any uh, questions, you can see all kinds of information, all the different speakers uh, and what the schedule is going to look like on the front page of, of our website. So that's the 25th of January. That's our refuel one day conference. But can we thank God for a great 2021 and we're excited about 2022. Can we thank God for what he's going to do. So if you if you want more information, you can stop by the Welcome Center and they'll be able to hand you one of these. But again, all this information is on the front page of our website. I also want to say on top of the birthday gift to Jesus, I want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness and giving through the mail online uh, here in the, in the auditorium and in the lobby, just making uh, just making a spiritual discipline out of giving, just giving and being a cheerful giver. Thank you, church, for being so faithful in giving. You can continue to just, you know, give through the mail, through online or the boxes on the wall, but we're thrilled at what God's doing and we're so encouraged by the faithfulness of this church. Let's pray as we continue on this morning. Lord, thank you uh, for your truth. Thank you that, uh, Lord, we have in front of us, Lord, uh, the scripture. We, we get to hold your word. Um, Lord, these these aren't just random, outdated words, Lord, but they are, they're spoken from you, uh, Lord. They, are written, they were written down and passed along, Lord, and we have it in front of us, your holy word. So, God, as we open it up this morning and as we, um, Lord, just even we sing to you, God, we, are, we, we want to just give back. Uh, we want, Lord, we want to say to you, thank you. We want to say we love you. We want to say you are awesome. And, Lord, as we think about all the different things that are on our mind as we head into a new year, Lord, uh, thank you that you're always with us. Uh, Lord, the the same uh, Jesus that we celebrated his birth on Christmas Eve is still king, and he is ever-present. He is God, Emmanuel. He is God with us. Lord, thank you for that truth. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me one last time here before Ken comes and gives the word this morning?
would you pray with me? God, you are the King of Kings. God, we want your name to always be on our lips, Lord, praising you day in and day out, 24-7, 365 days a year. Praise the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who has indwelled themselves within us, and we can call ourselves the children of God. We trust what you did on that cross. Thank you for being our Lord and our Savior, and thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you for giving us your word, the word of truth, the word of life, the word that is alive. We love you, Lord Jesus. We praise your name because you are the King of Kings. Amen. thousand twenty two welcome you are among the first worshipers in crossroads ministries of two thousand twenty two give yourselves a hand thank you very much for being here God is good we had a great first service uh, and uh, and I'm looking forward to continuing today as we open up the word of the Lord together you know as uh, as you come to this time two thousand twenty two it's resolution time right you're thinking about some change in your life. You're thinking, you know, it's interesting that there's certain times that we think about change. And, and New Year's is the time that we think about change. I know I'm thinking about a lot of change in my life. And as you think about it, like, man, there's things that I did last year that didn't work. Why would I keep doing them? So I want, I want to change. I want to grow. I want, I want to become a better person this year. I, I want to, I want to be a, a, a new person. I want, and so when you come to this time of year, many people will make resolutions and they don't stick with them. But I want to encourage you to, to make some goals in your life. To, to set a, a direction of your life. And to continue to grow in your faith this year. And as we do that, I'm reminded of some of the, the resolutions that people make out there. I was looking online, some of the things that people made. One guy said he was going to stop procrastinating, but not today. I love that one. And that, that's my favorite one. Uh, another one kid, another guy said that he wanted his kids to stop eating dirt. I'm like, what? Your kids are eating dirt. Okay. Um, here was a, another person said that they wanted to exercise, so they needed some motivation. I love this here. Exercise. Some motivation required. <laughs> For some of us, that's what it's going to take, right? Some motivation is required for that exercise. Um, I was looking, in, uh, looking at some documentaries, and I saw these documentaries of these older people that have done some pretty significant things. You know, as you age, not everybody gets the, the privilege to age all the way to be old, right? So some of these people that have become old have done some significant things. One of them is a lady by the name of Virginia Oliver. And I, and I saw this on the documentary. She is 101 years old. She still goes out fishing. She goes out lobster fishing, lobster, uh, uh, whatever they do, the, the catching. What, I don't know. 
caging them. They, anyhow, they, anyhow they, they trap them. That's it, lobster trapping. She goes out and does lobster trapping every day at 101 years old. And the, the documentary started out, they focused in on her son, who's 78 years old, who was, who was directing the ship. And then he says, yeah, but the most interesting lady is the lady I work for, my mom. And so she still runs the show. She's still out there. And they said, and this is so funny, they said that she, she was, uh, you know, they bring in the lobster. She actually had gotten bit by one of the lobsters and needed seven stitches the week before the documentary. So kind of interesting, but at 101 years old, you're still going. Now, if you're going to be here at 101 years old, that's what I want to be, right? I want to just keep on going. Then the next guy was another guy by the name of, let's see, I have his name written down here, Don Eisen. Don Eisen was 82 years old. He's an 82-year-old pole vaulter. Now, could you imagine that? And so they said they were interviewing all these young kids, you know, doing pole vaulting, and they're like, "We were so surprised whenever, whenever he came in the door." And they're like, you know, and then the, 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 uh, the documentary said that he gets all the awards in his age category. As a matter of fact, he's the only one competing in his age category, you know, 82 years old. Now, could you imagine? And they said that he picked it up at age 62. Folks, there's hope for all of us, isn't there? Like, I mean, to pick that up at 62 and 82. And they asked both. They asked Virginia when she planned to quit. She said she doesn't. She has no, no retirement in her future. They asked Don Eisen at 82 years old. When does he plan to retire from pole vaulting? He said when he's six feet under. He, he has no, no, no concept of retirement. So I think as, as you set some goals in your life, you can accomplish them. And, and as we go, and you, you see some people do some pretty incredible things like that, I'm just reminded that in our spiritual life and in this world that we, we want to set some goals, we want to do some things in our life, God wants you to be successful. God wants to encourage you along the way. God wants to equip you. As a matter of fact, the whole series that we're doing right now is called Proverbs. I'm calling it Proverbs. It's from the book of Proverbs. You know the book of Proverbs. But as you look at them, these are things that you can do that are pro your life, pro a good life, pro the life that God wants for your life. And, and as a matter of fact, there are 31 chapters. You can read one chapter a day. And you will get the wisdom of God. So I want to encourage you, go take the book of Proverbs, read one chapter every day, and hear from the wisdom of God every day. The Proverbs, what, what is a proverb? All right, as I'm calling them Proverbs, what are Proverbs? Well, they're kind of, as you're reading through the book of Proverbs, you'll find that they're, they're like just two little liners. Uh, many times they'll contrast, you'll see one thought contrasting with another. Um, they are what, what they are, are is they're a concentrated parable. In the New Testament, we look at a parable and we see that these parables were written. They're an extension. Um, uh, you, you look at them and you see, okay, you read this whole story and then you get the punchline at the bottom. A parable is the punchline. A parable says they, they take similarities, they take this according to this, and you get the punchline. They are poetic. There is a, a style of literature. So when you're reading through this, uh, in the Old Testament, there are three books that are known as the wisdom literature. You have, first of all, you have the Proverbs, you have Ecclesiastes, and you have the book of Job. These are known as wisdom literature. So as you're reading through it, you're going to find that there's a lot of wisdom in those books, and it's written in a poetic form. Now, when we're reading it in English, you don't see the poetry. 
in Hebrew. Remember, it was written in Hebrew. So in the Hebrew, there's there's rhythm, there's rhyme, there's all that type of thing to, uh, the, that a good poet would put in according to Hebrew poetry. But these things are so important. They are pro. These are things that you can do. God wants you to do these things. Now, remember, the Proverbs are not things. Proverbs are not things that you're going to gain God's favor. You're not going to gain his attention. You, God gave you all his attention when he died on the cross and paid for your sin. Always keep that at the premise. The, Jesus died. He paid for your sin. That is our saving grace. Amen? So whether you do all the, the do's and the don'ts, uh, all right, so this isn't about do's and don'ts. This is about learning and becoming a person of wisdom. You see, Proverbs, these proverbs give us wisdom. So there's wisdom that you will gain in your life, and it will help you to live the life that God has called you to do. So Solomon said that the key, they were written by Solomon, and Solomon says that the key to life is really having wisdom. Solomon was a king. You had King David, and then his son Solomon becomes the king after David. And so look what he says here in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing that you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. So getting wisdom. You want to know what to do in 2022? You need wisdom. He says here, getting wisdom is the greatest, it's the most important thing that you can do. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, listen, you can put all those New Year's resolutions through the filter of this. I need wisdom. Getting wisdom is the greatest thing that you can do. It's the most important. If you prize wisdom, he continues on. If you prize wisdom, and I love how he, this is the part where he's giving wisdom a personification, and he's talking to his son. The first nine chapters, Solomon is talking to his son, and he's giving this foundation of wisdom. After the, after the first nine chapters, he goes in and he talks about, uh, about traps to avoid. And then he goes into uh, all kind of wisdom on every subject that you can imagine. If you prize wisdom, she, wisdom, will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. Love wisdom and she will make you great. And she will place a, uh, she will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. Do you ever get around somebody who's wise? Isn't it wonderful to be around somebody who's wise? You, you just love to hear them talk. And there's, there's a few people in our church that I, that I look at, and, and a lot of people have wisdom in our church, but there's a, some of those old-timers that are really wise. I uh, bring up to you Ken Myers quite often. You know, If you want to learn anything, sit down and talk to Ken Myers. Ken Myers is a, a man of wisdom. He, he'll help you with a, he's an incredible carpenter. He's done all kinds of things, but the wisdom just kind of oozes out of him. I, I, there's other people that I go to whenever I'm, I'm questioning something or I have an, uh, an issue just with life. You know, sometimes Roger Metcalf is another guy who has a lot of wisdom. Uh, whenever you sit with Roger Metcalf, Roger will, you know, he's not going to make you feel warm and fuzzy. He's going to give you wisdom. He's going to tell you what you need to hear. And sometimes you don't like what he says. Oh, sorry, Roger, he's teaching a class, so he didn't hear that. Sometimes when somebody gives you wisdom, you say, oh, but he has wisdom. And you walk away and you say, aha, ah, I'm going to pay attention to what he said. And so the scripture says here, look, she will place a lovely wreath on your head. Those people that I consider wise, they have the wreath of wisdom on their head. And you respect them, you honor them, you love them. Um, What is wisdom? 
Talking about the wisdom, what is wisdom? And I love this. Charles Stanley gave us this definition of wisdom many years ago, and I love it. He says this, Wisdom is seeing and responding to things from God's perspective. Wisdom is seeing and responding to things from God's perspective. Let's say that together. Wisdom is seeing and responding to things from God's perspective. It's an attitude and an action. It's a skill. You can develop this. You can grow in wisdom. You know, we typically don't come, uh, come at life from God's perspective, do we? We typically come from my perspective. We typically say, you know what, I've got this handled. Um, we typically run through life and we, we do it our own way. We do what we feel is right. Well, the Bible says that that's not wisdom. Doing what you feel is right or what you think is right. As a matter of fact, Proverbs fourteen twelve says that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of that path leads to destruction. So whenever I operate from my perspective, it leads to death. When I operate from the wisdom of God, from his perspective, it leads to life. It leads to the joy of the Lord. Um, a lot of people in this world are going nowhere fast because they have no wisdom. You, you ever go out on, you know, you're in a new town going on vacation, and you say, I'm going to try this new road, and, uh, you know, this is before the days of GPS anyhow, right? You jump on the road, and you'll be driving, going, going around, and you realize, hey, I'm not getting anywhere fast. I'm just kind of roaming around. I'm just, I don't know where I'm at. Many people are like that in our world today. They're working hard. They're trying their best. And yet, man, nothing seems to work right. And they're just kind of meandering and floating around. The purpose is not there. There's a lot of things that are missing because they need the wisdom of God. They're missing out the wisdom of God. Who can get wisdom? You know, why do I respect a guy like Roger so much? Why do I respect many people like that so much well because wisdom is available to all wisdom is available to everyone would you say that with me wisdom is available for everyone you know god's wisdom is not something that has been kept secret proverbs 120 says this wisdom shouts in the streets she cries in the public square she calls to the crowd along the way along Main Street, to those gathered in front of the city gate. Wisdom is screaming out. So here's Solomon. He's telling his son, he says, I want you to catch this, son. Wisdom is screaming. It's not hidden. It is something that is available for you. But do you realize that most people walk away from it? Most people want to do their own thing. He says, listen, Wisdom, she calls to you. She calls to the crowds. It's open for all. And then he continues on. He says, how long will you simpletons insist on being simple-minded? How long will you insist on doing it your way? How long will you insist on not coming to God? How long will you insist on not going the way of the wise? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you continue to, to just enjoy mocking God here? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Oh, my goodness. I wish I would have understood that verse when I was going through classes when I was a kid, right? He says, listen, how long will your mockers relish this mocking? How long will your fools hate the knowledge? And he makes this big contrast here. He says, listen, you've got to understand. 
Wisdom is shouting. It's available to all who will ask for it. James chapter 1, verse 5 says it real clear. It says, if any of you, read this with me. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Ask God for wisdom. He will give it to you. Now, isn't that interesting? Ask God for wisdom. He will give it to you. He doesn't chide you. He doesn't get upset with you because you asked. Do you remember whenever you did something foolish as a kid? And what did your dad do to you? You know, I know my dad gave us, you know, some of those words that you should never say to a kid. You know, like, how stupid could you be, right? Don't ever say that to a kid. It takes him a long time to overcome that. I'm just telling you. Um, just don't do that. And God, whenever you ask for wisdom, he doesn't say, how stupid can you be? He says, thanks for asking. And he gives to you freely. He gives to you generously. You know what generously is, right? When somebody's generous, man, there's an abundance. Man, it's like they just keep piling on. Man, I'm going to be, I'm going to be very generous, you know? If you, uh, if you go out and, uh, and you, you give somebody a tip for something that they've done, it's generous, man. You, you, it's more than what they were expecting. And so God says, if you lack wisdom, you should ask God he will give it to you generously, and he will not find fault. Oh, my goodness. He's going to give it to you. And so how many times do we waste spinning our wheels? How many times have I, um, in my own reason, tr- tried to come along and say, hey, I'm going to do this, and I think I know what's right. In the meantime, all i got to do is stop and ask God first. 1 Kings chapter 3, this is very interesting. Solomon, who's, writ, who's, who's uh, written the book of Proverbs, Proverbs, he is, uh, in, in 1 Kings chapter 3, Solomon has followed the leadership of his dad, King David. And now he comes up, and the verses before this, he has given the Lord a thousand sacrifices. He came and he worshipped the Lord in the local temple, and he gave a thousand sacrifices. I mean, can you imagine that? A thousand sacrifices. He kept coming. All right, we sacrificed one, get another lamb. Sacrifice another one. Sacrifice another one. A thousand sacrifices. So that night after he did this, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Folks, isn't that a powerful statement from God? Like, could you imagine having this discussion with God? What do you want, Ken? Ask me. I will give it to you. That's powerful. I mean, that is powerful. I want to encourage you. Take and sign on with us for the 21 days of prayer. That's where we get in touch with God. We're developing the prayer life. I want to encourage you. Jump. Uh, look in your bulletin. There's an insert in the bulletin. Complete that insert. Put it in the offering box. Sign up and pray with us. If you will sign up to pray with us, I'm going to pray for you. So all these will come back to me. And I'm going to every day during that 21 days just pray for you. You put your name on there and I'm going to pray for you every day. That's what I want to encourage you to do. That's an application from the message right here. God is saying, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. Now check this out. Solomon uh, 
responds to him. And look how he responds to him in verse 8. Here I am in the midst of your chosen people, a nation so great and numerous that they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people, so I can govern them well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who, for who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? And then look what he continues on. The Lord was pleased with Solomon because he had asked for wisdom. The Lord was pleased. Now, check this out. God comes to Solomon and says, what is it that you want? I'm going to answer it. What would you have said? I'll take a million dollars. Would you have said, I need health? I need this. I need that. He comes before the Lord, and the Lord, he asked the Lord for wisdom. You see, God gave him something to do, and he said, I cannot do this. I need wisdom. I need, this was a, a place of dependence upon God. He says, okay, God, there's a lot of your children here. This was your promise. I don't know how I'm going to pull this off. I need your wisdom. Verse continues here, the next verse. So God replied, and I love this, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that what we typically pray for? Oh, that my life will be longer. Oh, that I'll get rich or that I'll have enough money or that I'll have more money or that my enemies will be crossed off. (laughs) I don't pray for their death. (laughs) Listen, God said, Solomon, You got it. You're seeking me. Because you asked for wisdom. Look what he says here. (laughs) Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people, I'm going to give it to you. The next verse, verse 12. I will give you what you have asked for. You see, he was asking for the right thing. You go over into the book of James and it says that, listen, we have whatever we ask in the name of the Lord. And then he says that some of the things that we don't get because we're asking amiss. Do you see what's happening here? Solomon was lining his heart to the will and the plan of the Father. He says, I will give you what you ask for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart so that no one else will, will ever have as much wisdom as you. And King Solomon was known as the wisest king ever to live. King Solomon is, is the most revered name in, in Jewish history. King Solomon... And then he gives him what he didn't ask for. Look at this. And I will give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And I think sometimes we get this a little bit out of order. Sometimes we come asking God for the riches. We ask God for the longer life. We ask God for these things over here. And God says, there's something more. Like, if I just give you that stuff, you're going to run away from me. If I just give you that stuff, you won't be able to do what I've called you to do. I need you to be extremely dependent on me. And so Solomon was in a place of total dependence on God. And God says, because you asked for the right thing, I'm going to give it to you. And folks, I want to encourage you to ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. You know, this year, you're going to face a lot of things that you've never faced before. Two years ago, almost two years ago, we faced the world turned upside down on a dime. And I'll tell you what, when the world went upside down, 
I went down on my knees. And I said, God, I went to Bible college. I trained under Pastor John for 25 years. I don't know how to lead a church through a pandemic. And I got on my knees. And I came in here every day. And I asked and I begged God. I said, God, I need your wisdom. I don't know how to lead a church through a pandemic. There was no manual for that. Nobody else told me what to do. We've never seen one of these before. And God kept leading me and guiding me. He said, just relax. I got this covered. And as my, 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 uh, my, my dependency became greater because I had nothing to lean on anymore. I couldn't come up with new fresh ideas. We couldn't have, couldn't even have you in here to sit and talk to for hours. I tried to make videos and I'm like, oh, I don't look good on video. Thank God you're watching me on your phone. I look smaller. Like, it was just like, you know what, as I went through that time, I got on my knees and you know what, God gave me wisdom for that moment. And I asked God, I didn't go online saying, what are other churches doing during the pandemic? I don't care what other churches are doing during the pandemic. I don't care what other churches are doing ever. Amen? I care about what God has called me to lead crossroads through a pandemic and through 2022. You know what? There's things that are coming I don't know. And let me tell you, I have to get on my knees and pray every day and say, God, I need your wisdom. And so as we opened up, we opened up and some people said, I don't like what you're doing. Other people said, I do like what you're doing. And other people said, I said, you know what? I can't listen to you. I have to listen to God. And you know what God did? God grew the church. God multiplied. People were coming to Jesus. And you know what? It's what was right for our church. And I'm sure pastors in other churches, they sought the wisdom of God. And God gave them wisdom for what to do. And God led them and guided them. What I want to show you here, the birthday gift for Jesus. We've gone 2021. We're in the middle of this crazy upside down world. Highest school ever. And we've gone over by $590 already. Thanks be to God. Let's celebrate that, folks. That's what God does. But, but, but I, I want you to catch this. It isn't because this is what we do. It's because this is who we serve. And when you get alone with God, listen, you've got leadership. God's called you to lead. If you read the book of Proverbs, you'll go find that there's a lot of leadership stuff in there. Go towards the last five chapters of of Proverbs. You'll find there's a lot that speaks to leaders. You have to lead a family. If you're a parent, you lead a family. You have to lead a a wife. Husbands, you have to lead a wife. Um, You have to lead in your office, in your job. You have to lead. We have, there, there's places of leadership. You are on many places of leadership that I will have no influence over whatsoever. But you are the direct person there. And God wants you to lead and lead well. And how do you do it? You come and you ask for wisdom. And I want to encourage you to ask for wisdom because we need wisdom for this life. This life is so crazy right now. And it's going to get worse, folks. But let me tell you, if it wasn't a pandemic, if it wasn't political upheaval, it wasn't this, it wasn't that, it'd be something else. Go around the rest of the world. We've had it relatively calm in the United States of America. The rest of the world has been living in crazy for decades. We just had a little bit of peace. We had a little bit of comfort. And maybe our comfort's being shifted right now. But I want to encourage you, we need God's wisdom for this life. 
What will wisdom do for you? Let me show you what wisdom will do. Proverbs chapter 3. He's talking to his son. He says, she, wisdom, she, wisdom, offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. Do you see that? In the right? Long life. In the left, riches and honor. She will guide you down delightful paths. She's going to guide you. Wisdom will guide you. There's delight. There's joy. This is pretty happy stuff. All her ways will be satisfying. You want a satisfying life, you need wisdom. Uh, Wisdom is a tree of life to those who will embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. Man, a day, folks. God says that you'll be happy. Look at these six things. These are just six benefits of wisdom. I want based on that verse. Number one is a long life. How can I get a long life? Well, first of all, don't ask for a long life. Ask for wisdom. Solomon was the first one to show us that, wasn't he? Secondly, he said, uh, I want you to understand that the, that the long life does not necessarily mean that you're going to make it to 70, 80, or 90. God is in charge. Psalm chapter 90 says that God is the one who says, return to men, return to dust, O men. That is God's decision, not mine, not yours. Amen? And so he says, but as a general, remember, Proverbs are going to give you some, some generalities at time, too. As a general, if you follow the Lord, okay, and you walk in wisdom, you will live a longer life. I read about, uh, it was an actuary for the insurance companies. They said that, uh, this was several years ago, well before the pandemic, said that people who attend church weekly live an average of 6.7 years longer. You know what you're doing here this morning? You're helping yourself stay alive a little longer. You're, you're growing. Because why? You're following the wisdom of God. God says you need the interaction of the body. God says you need to be around the encouragement of His Word. God says that you need this. So you're here. Uh, the second thing is wealth. He says, uh, according to those verses, He says riches in, in one hand is, is long life, and the other hand is riches. Boy, I'll tell you what. How would you like to have God to be your financial planner? It's there. Just, just read it. And, and do what He says. Like, it, like, follow what God says with finances. And God says that he will take care of you. Like, the, the, there's a wisdom to do with this. And so, that, folks, that when I put wealth up there, that doesn't mean that you're going to be filthy rich. You just might be filthy. I don't know. <laughs> you, you might, you might, it doesn't mean that you're going to have boatloads of money. It means that you're going to enjoy the wisdom and you won't be a slave to the lender, as Proverbs says. You're going to enjoy. And so, listen, there's many mistakes I've made because I haven't walked in wisdom. Long life, wealth. Um, let's see here. How about honor? You know, why would you, why would you be, why would Proverbs, why would the wisdom give you honor? Because you won't be putting your foot in your mouth all the time. Because you'll know the right things to do. Um, how about pleasure? How will it give me pleasure? Living according to God's wisdom makes life easier. Um, most of the problems that we have in our life are, are from many of the poor decisions that we make. Have you noticed that? I made a bad decision yesterday, and I'm still paying for it. I made a bad decision over there, and oh, man, I, I wish I would have never done that. I wish I would have never done that. I wish I would have never done that. Uh, the benefit of wisdom is that, listen, there's pleasure as we move forward. And he says in there, he says it would be satisfying, right? Security. Wisdom gives you a sense of security. Um, you're, you're not going to be a reactor 
You're going to be an actor. You're going to be taking the right actions that God wants. That's what wisdom gives you. Happiness. Man, the scripture right there says that, listen, if you embrace wisdom, you'll be happy. What do most people do? Let me, let me just share this with you. I've sat with many people through the years. And, it may, you know, you're dealing with a crisis. And here's the, the gist of it. Well, I tried God, and he didn't work. And they're saying he didn't work because he didn't work the way that he wanted them to work. They're saying that they would rather be God than God be God. It's okay when you're in pain. That's what you want, right? I want the pain to stop. Wisdom says, hmm, I'm going to trust the Lord what he has done. Over in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it says this, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. See, there's the contrast. Folks, whenever we're going through this life and we we face calamities, we face things, we're coming at it from our perspective. God is still working even though there's calamities, even though it's not your perspective. And God does work. God still does work. And God always will work, my friends. That's why he says you have to come and ask God for wisdom. And so as you come and you ask God for wisdom, life didn't go my way. You'll become happier. You will enjoy that life. Folks, God is going to be God, not you. And when we have the wisdom, we say, okay, God, the wisdom is to start with him. You see, the fear of the Lord, that's the starting place. How do I get wisdom? How do I gain wisdom in 2022? How do I take these things and gain wisdom? Number one, you've got to read God's Word. You've got to get into God's Word. I want to encourage you. Go out there. Get a Bible reading plan. I'm recommending the five by five by five. Five minutes a day, five days a week, you can read the New Testament through this year. There is other plans out there that are, that are the entire Bible. I'm going to encourage you. Pick a plan and do it. Get into God's Word. You won't know what He says if you're not into His Word. You can listen to it on your Bible app. But I want to encourage you, get, get somebody to help you be accountable to this. Like, you know, January, many people start many things and then they forget everything come February. And so I want to encourage you, get into God's Word. Read it every day. Pick a plan and, and, and check off the boxes. It's, there's something really nice about having a piece of paper staring at you that says, hey, You better get caught up, right? And it's not because it's a legalistic. It's not a rule. It is God wants to speak to you. And so if you fear the Lord, see, if if, if you fear the Lord, you're going to come before him. These are the Proverbs. Proverbs 1 says, These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Folks, there are only two sources of wisdom. The Word of God and the world. If you go to the world, you'll always miss out. If you go to the Word of God, you will always gain. doesn't mean that life will go your way. It means that you will always gain. You will gain peace. You will gain comfort. You will gain the presence of God Almighty. There's a way that seems right. The world's way always seems right. God says, I want you to listen to my way. Wisdom, start your day out in the Word of God. A wise person becomes wise because he knows the starting point. 
the beginning. Look at that uh, Proverbs 1, 7 again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's where it starts. Listen, the person who says God didn't work, it's because they don't fear the Lord. They are saying, I don't fear the Lord anywhere near enough. It, it, listen, this didn't work. Yeah, be, you know what? God is not working the way that you want Him to work. But you've got to come to the starting point. You fear and you respect the Lord. You say, okay, God, I respect you. I fear you more than my own knowledge. I fear you more than my own pain. You know the starting point. Secondly is obey it. Obey the Word of God. I like what Nike said, just do it, right? Just do it. You see something in the Word of the Lord, do it. Do what God's Word says. My son, keep my words and store up my commandments. Proverbs 7. Keep my, keep my words, store up my commandments. Keep my commands and you will live forever. No, I'm sorry. Not forever. Keep my commands and you will live. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teachings as the apple of your eye. Take this book, folks. This book here is meant to change your life. But it won't change your life if you're not applying it. There are many people who have the knowledge of God. But he wants you to have more than just a head knowledge. He wants you to know him. And so you take his word and you apply it. You go out and you apply this into your life. I like what James chapter 1 verse 22. James is the Proverbs of the New Testament, if you will. It's the wisdom literature of the New Testament. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're deceiving your own self. And how many times have we deceived ourselves and said, I know God wants me to do this, but I'm not doing it. I know God says I should do this, but I'm... Mm-mm. God says I should forgive. Nope. God says I should give. Nope. God says I should let go. Whatever it is, you fill in the blank. Nope, nope, nope. God says I should wait. Nope, I'm not waiting. Don't listen. Don't just hear the word of the Lord. Do it. And you will be changed. The, the application of, of God's word will change your life. That is the secret to the Christian life, is to obey what God has said. And then thirdly is get to know God. Get to know God. Like, like don't just go through a devotion. Don't just crank out and I got it done. Don't just learn the facts. Proverbs 9.10 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And so that word knowledge there in the Hebrew is this idea of not of facts. See, when we see that word knowledge, we're Americans. We go, okay, A, B, C, D, I can regurgitate it on the test. Knowledge of the Holy One here is knowledge, knowing. It's this idea of connection. It's an idea of knowing like a friend, knowing like a relationship. Knowing in a relational way the Holy One of God. This is what God's called us to do. And so I want to encourage you. To know God, you must know more than just facts about Him. You've got to develop the relationship. You know, many people think that they know God, but they just know about God. Well, the devil knows about God, and he won't be in heaven, and he's not living according to the wisdom that God has for him, for you. He's not living according to that by far. So, I want to encourage you, as we close today, the first service of 2022, would you take the communion? I'm going to ask everyone to open up the bread. And as we open up the bread, would you hold on to the bread? And I want us to just worship the Lord.
And if you've not trusted Christ yet, Jesus died on the cross. He paid for your sin. He came back to life again for you. And he says that all you have to do is open your heart and trust him. Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved from the punishment of their sin. Before we go to communion, I'd like to give you that opportunity to trust Jesus, to make this real and say, Lord, I need you. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior, and you're that Savior. Because this, this bread that, that was broken for us, this is the giver of wisdom, Jesus. Uh, the Apostle Paul said that all knowledge was found in Jesus. I want to encourage you today. Let's go to Jesus. Let's bow in prayer with our heads bowed and eyes closed. If you've not yet trusted Christ, you've not yet started a relationship with Christ, would you open your heart today and pray and call upon the name of the Lord and say something like this, Dear Jesus, I need you. I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. You died on a cross, you paid for my sin, and I invite you into my life right here, right now. And God, on this first Sunday of 2022, I'm starting my relationship with you. I want to know you. God, work in my life. On the same night, Jesus took the bread, he had the disciples together, and he had taken the bread and When he had ripped the bread and he gave it to his disciples, he said, Take, eat, do this in remembrance of me. This is my body. This is the symbol of my body that was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father God, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for this. This piece of bread, Lord, we give thanks for it. And we honor you and we worship you. And we say, Lord, as we we bless this today, we ask you to bless us. Father, as your people respond to you right now, Lord, I pray that you will just minister. God, do what you do, Lord, and talk to each one right now as we partake together and do this in remembrance of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And on the same night, he also took the cup. I'm going to ask everyone to open the juice end. And as you hold on to that, just look at that juice. I want to ask you to focus your life on the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. He's offering you all these things in your life. But it cost him everything. And what it cost us is humility. We surrender and we trust Him. And then we walk with Him every day. And as we walk with Him every day, He then gives us that wisdom. He then grows and He gives you the joy of His salvation. Oh, what a great God. Father God, we thank You so much for this juice. God, on that night, whenever You you took that and You... You passed the cup around and you said, this is the new covenant in my blood. And as you passed that juice around, the symbol 
of your blood, Lord, as they, as they passed that around and they took of it, you, you told them to do this in remembrance of you. God, we worship you. We celebrate you. We thank you, Lord, that we don't have to earn our way to you. God, even as we study the book of Proverbs, we know that we're not earning our way to you. We know that this is the fruit of, of following you. Like You cared enough to give us some practical ways to live that are going to benefit your kingdom. They're going to benefit our life. And Lord, one day we get to be with you forever and ever. God, move in a mighty way, Lord, as we remember you. In your name we pray. wonderful God. Amen. God is so good. Let's stand together as we dismiss together this morning. I want to ask you to uh, to go home this week and, and read a, a chapter of Proverbs every day. I want to encourage you to sign up. Take that paper in your bulletin. Sign up. Get on the 21 days of prayer. Let's take this 2022 and seek God in a, in a renewed focus right now. And let's, let's watch what He will do in our lives. And it's going to be a great year. Because there's still pain ahead. But it's going to be a great year because God is with you. And He'll never leave you, never forsake you. As we're dismissed today, I want to encourage you. Would you meet one person that you don't know? Go over and say, hi, my name's Ken. But use your name, okay? God bless you. Have a great day. You are dismissed. Let this dark room in silence fuel imagination. Tonight, the stars shine bright and spell my name. chill blows away and bonfire fire warms my heart under the night sky I'm drifting off in the deep of the valley your presence surrounds me the crickets sing and trees ring and I want to let you know that river water runs steady flow and it flows free As I lay here and ponder on all creation, you made it all. I'm just dreaming in this empty room, but my thoughts are gone, cause I'm in Yeah.
chains and darkened hearts. 